Guys, what's up? Oh, wow. I thought I couldn't get any cringier. I have a Patreon at patreon.com slash MatthewDonald. There you can find bonus content for mostly Paleo Bites, this show. A little bonus content for my other podcast, The Ritwit, if that's still going on. Who knows at this point? For the Paleo Bites bonus content, we discuss pop culture featuring prehistoric animals. And this month, we're talking about nobody's favorite Pixar movie, The Good Dinosaur. Uh, more like The Mediocre Dinosaur. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> Got him. So we discussed that, we rate it, fun stuff. Sorry if you're a fan of that movie, because we're not very nice to it. But, you know, hey, opinions, they're a wonderful thing. If we all viewed art the same way, the world would be a very boring place. And I say that as someone who genuinely likes the movie 10,000 BC, a movie that has 9% on Rotten Tomatoes. So really, like whatever you like. <laughs> so, link is in the description, where you can sign up to the Patreon. Thank you for your support, and have a wonderful day. Yay, yay. Roar. Growl, snarl, bellow. Welcome to Paleo Bites, the podcast with as much hot air as a farting apatosaurus. My name is Matthew Donald. <laughs> you, you, got, you can't mess with the classics sometimes. <laughs> My name is Matthew Donald, and each week I and a rotating series of guest co-hosts talk about and rate a genus of prehistoric animal, be it dinosaur, mammal, orthopod, and so on. This week I'm joined by... Said owner of the farting apatosaurus, it's Christina Eilert. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. I mean, people are usually up for good fart jokes. Yeah. So look, you can't mess with the classics. No, exactly. Like, it's just we're thirty years old, and it's farts are funny. Though I feel like if I owned an actual dinosaur, I'd be like much richer than I actually am. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess that's true. I mean, apatosaurus in particular you need a very big lawn. <laughs> I do buy a lot of hay yeah. for my pet rabbits. Do, do you think it could live on hay? Uh, yeah, but not nearly as much as, uh, as you. Wait, actually, is hay? Hay's a wheat, right? Okay, well, then I, I could. It's not grass, so maybe. Uh-huh. Maybe. They, they, they tend to eat fern leaves. Oh, like I do not have ferns. And conifers. In my conifers. They love conifers. Well, actually, it depends on this. Like, Apatosaurus in particular. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> let's get into the detail. So, Apatosaurus had teeth that was meant for, like, kind of stripping off soft leaves. Uh huh. While ones like Camarasaurus or Brachiosaurus, like the big, bulkier ones, they were more like conifer eaters. Mm. That's one of the reasons why the two lo- big, long neck species could coexist. Because they didn't compete on each other's diets. Well, I do have a lot of like deciduous trees around me in my Des- neighbor's yard, so I c- it probably could reach to the neighbor's yard from our yard. Uh, right? Deciduous trees are probably not uh, no go because oh. deciduous trees they have flowers. Flowers didn't evolve until the Cretaceous, which is after uh, Jurassic period. Which not to say that it couldn't live off of them, but it wasn't designed to live. Might off give of it them. like indigestion or something. Yeah, it's like what oh, is this? Okay. <laughs> oh well, shoot, I'm out of luck. Yeah, sorry, man. <laughs> I could go fart somewhere else that a pattern. Yep. <laughs> okay, so, see, so I'm trying to think. Uh, so you have your rabbits, and you have a bunch of other creatures like that. Uh, <laughs> all rabbits all the time. <laughs> all rabbits all the time. <laughs> if, if Okay, <laughs> this is a morbid <laughs> question, but I feel like I've asked. It's, oh, God, okay. So if you had to sacrifice one of your rabbits um, to uh, appease the volcano god or something, <laughs> or uh, no, appease the dinosaur god, make it. What, what dinosaur would you choose to eat? Oh. said rabbit so that would have a most pleasant death as possible. I thought you were going to make me pick which, like, call out which rabbit I would no, first die. No, because listeners don't know about your rabbits. <laughs> and plus, you can't pick favorites. No. Any of your rabbits. So okay. any, any of your rabbits. So it doesn't matter which one. You have to sacrifice it to a dinosaur in order to, like, I don't know, for crops to grow again or something. <laughs> I mean... How, what, what dinosaur would you sacrifice it to so that you could... Like, 
I guess that's it gets into a debate of like what's the best way to die. I feel like because like you, you I, don't want to go too big because if you say oh T Rex and swallowed whole like oh it then means it's still alive when it's in the and then it's gonna suffocate to get to death. Y- but like I think yeah. ripping getting ripped apart also sounds pretty terrible. Yeah. Uh. Maybe like one of those giant dinosaurs could just squish it with its foot. Smarts. Yes. Yeah. Yes. There we go. So just a quick just death. Boop. Done. Or like maybe you can get like a velociraptor. Well, it have to be trained velociraptor. Use its sickle claw. No. <laughs> oh, and just like slit its neck or something. Something like get the precise point, which is boom. It's like the most humane. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just something very fast and painless would be great. Cause yeah. yeah. So you've, you've hit on two of my great loves: death and rabbits. Yeah. Topics. See, I thought this would be a good, <laughs> a good thing for you. See, I, I, I just, I just let it. Uh, I was about to say, make a mean joke about like oh, how I could make it suffer as long as possible. I can't do that. I, I love no. them too. No, I was about to be like, yeah, no, I'll let it get ripped apart by a bunch of little ones. Just, just yeah. <laughs> and then it's, no, no, I can't do it. I can't. Nope, I can't make the joke. Cute. They're too sweet. I can't even joke about it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. well, I appreciate that. <laughs> okay, just just to um, make it even, I'm gonna do the same with my purple. Oh breath. God. <laughs> She was just out. She was sneezing and I know, peeping. My bird squeaks when she sneezes. It's the cutest thing. She's like, pew, pew. It's it, the it, cutest it thing. It is. It is the cutest thing. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm just going to say a megatherium squishes it to death. And speaking of which. Oh, hey. <laughs> we're talking about megatherium. Now, peek behind the curtain, listeners. This has been on the document uh, since Paleobite, the first episode of Paleo, before the first episode of Paleobites even started. We've been holding this one the back burner for a long time. Because I'm special. Yeah, you are special. Yay. But I don't even, the thing is, like, you've been on several times since then. I don't know why we just never got around to megatherium. <laughs> uh, I would say saving the best for last, but this is not the last episode. Oh, so. no. Hell no. <laughs> Showing to go on forever. Unlike the Ritwit. R.I.P. Yeah. Tear. Yeah. Uh, but that was a really good transition. I'm impressed. Oh, well, thank you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was kind of forced, but yeah. Okay, uh, so megatherium. It means great beast uh, type. It is a ground sloth. Uh, I usually use the uh, the scientific names of the family or whatever. Like, but I think the megatheridae is this one. But I didn't for this one because again, old description. <laughs> yeah. So, so I. I before I got my groove. We'll forgive you. Yeah, on the show. I, I lost my groove. Well, no, I, di- I, it's not that I, lost, I didn't gain my groove yet. Yes. I, I, I was trying to figure I was like, season one paleo bites. <laughs> <laughs> you know how season one is never really the best season of a show? Except for Community. Community season one's the best. That might be. There you go. Yeah, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> all right. Uh, size 20 feet slash six meters long, seven to eight tons. This was an elephant-sized sloth. That's a lot of meat. Yeah, it's a lot of meat. <laughs> but... Uh, very, very difficult to kill, though. Uh, reinforced bones. Oh, that sounds great. That sounds like some, like, X-Men sh- <laughs> It does. <laughs> it does sound like some X-Men <laughs> crap. You can, you okay, can bleep okay. me, bleep me. Yeah, no, the Velociraptors are coming in. <laughs> That's okay. You can say whatever f- <laughs> words you want. Well, the Velociraptors will, <laughs> will come in and save the day Good, from okay. an explicit tag. So <laughs> say whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you want, yeah. Nope. <laughs> so, maybe you talk about this, like, oh, you do. Okay, you answer my question later on in the episode. I see. So, okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, let me get through the basic stats yes. first. So, diet herbivore. Although there's some evidence in walking with beasts, uh, prehistoric beasts or whatever, they kind of touched on this that like occasionally they might have gotten some meat in their diet. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, I mean that's true of a lot of herbivores, though. You even see some uh, some deer like occasionally like licking the blood off of off of a cor- carcass. What? Just, just just to get some extra 
Like iron? Iron and like protein, yeah. Well, I'm sure if you're like eating a leaf, you might eat a bug. Yeah, exactly. Like, so it, it's like designed. It's I mean, most animals can eat beyond their diet. It's just not healthy for them. But they can eat it, do it once. Yeah. Interesting. Hmm. You'd think like a great beast would be something that killed other creatures. I mean, it could, no. the, 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 who said it didn't kill other creatures? Oh, okay. <laughs> it doesn't Spoilers. necessarily mean it eats them. <laughs> like, Spoiler it just, alert. It just, like, <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. Uh, all right. So uh, time early Pliocene to early Holocene, which uh, for reference, the Holocene is probably the one we're still in. <laughs> oh, that's a new word to meet. Five million to nine thousand years ago. That is really recent. Yeah, it is. That is like within a few thousand years of the pyramids of Giza being built. <laughs> when did? Sorry, this is a stupid question. When? So, were people were around? Oh yes. At the time that this guy. Absolutely. Was. Okay. The first modern humans evolved about two hundred to three hundred thousand years ago. Oh, cool. Okay. So humans were long. Around. In fact, humans spent more time with this thing than they have spent without this thing. So wow. So <laughs> okay. Like if you're talking about that so far, um, location. Oh, and that's not even getting into like uh, all the uh, the humans that aren't Homo sapiens, like Homo erectus, oh, true. which lasted was was first like two million years ago or something. Wow. Yeah. Or like Homo habilis, which was even earlier, and. You, you and I have, I guess you in particular have fond memories of Homo habilis because that's where Ross and Rachel first did it in Friends in the Homo habilis exhibit. I do. <laughs> I love that line. I say it every time I mention Homo habilis. Homo habilis haven't developed tools yet. They've got it here with clay pots. Why don't they just give it a microwave? Yep, he was, she, uh, like when Rachel is like loincloth lift, lifting. It wouldn't have had a loincloth. It wouldn't have cared. Oh, <laughs> but we well, can't have that. <laughs> I, well, again, they, the, the museum exhibit gave it clay pots, so they clearly didn't care anyways. Exactly. Yeah, well, so. there you go. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, location, Chile, B Bolivia, Peru, and other South American countries. You ever been to South America? Uh, yeah, I've actually been to Belize. Oh, really? On a trip at their church that oh, we that, met at. Oh, yeah. that's really cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, wait, no, I remember. The actual, oh, that's that's unlocking a deep yeah. <laughs> memory we'll just in the recesses of my brain. <laughs> like, of like, you're like, oh, yeah, you're in Belize. Like, that's unlocking something deep there. Yep, yeah. yep. Uh, okay. Described in 1796. This might be the earliest description we've had on the show before. I've never had an 18th century description. It's always been 19th or 20th or 21st century ones. Why do you think the description happened so early? Well, here's the thing. Dinosaurs, you know, they were first uh, they were first really described in the 1820s or whatever. In fact, 1824 was when the first description was. We're nearing the 200th anniversary hmm. of our understanding of our description of dinosaurs. Wow, that's so short. I know. But before that, prehistoric mammals were all the rage. Oh. And, like, other prehistoric creatures, like mosasaurs, were described in the mm. 1700s, too, I think, too. I mm -hmm. think. Um, wow. Wow. But, yeah, so maybe we've had one 1700s. Uh, yeah. I find it so interesting because I do do research for this, but, like, I learned so much <laughs> just <laughs> you from you. Doo -doo. I just said doo-doo. <laughs> That's been Sorry. the word of the day. Again, um, we're 30 years old. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I learned so much just from listening to you and asking questions on the show. Oh, well, I'm happy to learn. This is <laughs> this is a podcast about learning. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, so, pop culture appearances. Uh, walking with prehistoric beasts, that documentary I was talking about, mm -hmm. Zoo Tycoon. Mm -hmm. uh, oddly absent in the Ice Age series, unless Sid is supposed to be one, but based on his size, he's probably more likely to be a Glossotherium or a Megalonyx. Uh, they just only refer to him as a sloth throughout it. Mm -hmm. But that 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 uh, uh, that series is kind of, you know, plays fast and loose with, uh, with what, what species are what, because, like, the, in the second movie, he encounters these what they call mini sloths, which are like him, but smaller. But like, this is still bigger than a real sloth that we have now. So mini sloth is still, is 
It's only many to the sloths of then. Oh, interesting. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so this was Megatherium, though. This was a great beast, which makes sense because it was literally called the Great Beast. Uh, I mean, it's massive, like the size of an elephant. Yes. Like, I, can't, uh, I need one of those comparison charts that, uh, like, compares the, here's a human – Oh, well, Here's a sloth. Uh, hu a human would be up to its knee, maybe? Jeez. <laughs> yeah. And also, the, it's often depicted with hair. And, like, this show, even this show has gone back and forth on whether or not they had hair or were naked like elephants or, like, had little hair, like, like kind of wrinkly skin like elephants. That makes it a lot more disturbing. Like a big naked bull rash. Yeah. <laughs> now I like the fur look better. Well, because, like, uh, <laughs> arguments against the fur is, like, you know, it lived in a tropical environment. And animals, especially mm. mammals that big, would face overheating that's why elephants are hairless and, and and yeah mammoths are bigger and are hairy but they lived in the ice age exactly <laughs> like it's cold they needed all that hair so um the arguments pro hair are uh sloths while they're warm-blooded like other mammals they're not quite as warm-blooded as other mammals like because it's a spectrum uh-huh you know like because like a like a shrew for instance which we'll talk about soon Yay. um <laughs> is way more warm-blooded than we are it's got way faster metabolism mm -hmm. it has to eat like every three hours or it dies <laughs> um just like me uh, <laughs> 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 well, speaking of which oh god it's coming up soon yeah we better order your food <laughs> okay uh but so, <laughs> so oh wow that derailed me. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> was, oh, okay. So sloths, meanwhile, are kind of because this one reason why they're so slow is because they're very slow, warm blooded. You know? So they really don't have to eat as often. They don't have to eat as often. Not only that, they probably don't create as much body heat. Oh. So yeah, hairy hair, and also the the pretty damning evidence of hair we have found uh, not megatherium, but a relative of uh, that that has some patches of fur on it. Oh well, there you go. Pretty damning evidence. Oh, good. The <laughs> so, naked sloth really creeps me out. Again, though, that's not not to confirm for <laughs> Megatherium, but maybe. I don't know. Anyways. We uh, can hope. Uh, imagine walking in the lightly wooded areas of South America 10,000 years ago and seeing this thing. <laughs> like. Uh, I wouldn't know what to think. I'd think, holy crap. Yeah, <laughs> pretty then, much. <laughs> and then just leave. <laughs> <laughs> and then just leave. Oh, well, at least it typically does not eat or kill other mammals, so yeah. you're in luck. That's true. I mean, it might have occasionally, like I said, but uh, I mean, yeah, not not real. I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> so, I mean, it might be kind of cool to watch. Oh, I need to show you the uh, documentary, uh, Walking at Prehistoric Beasts, where like it goes to a Smilodon, which is a saber-toothed cat, and just kind of dope slaps it. But it's like, oh my god, boom! It's just dead. Like, I mean, that sounds pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, it's just like it's just like rears up, like ooh, and they just boing. Oh my god! <laughs> but it's like it like does this kind of dope slap sort of thing, but. Smilodon's dead. It's just out. One oh my hit kill. Gosh. Like these things were big. They had these big claws. Like just, again, like sloths. You know, it's just the big claws. But like, imagine like this big, like almost slow motion, just like beastly thing coming at you. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty scary. It sounds very like superhero-ish. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I kind of, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it depends. I mean, more like super villain, I think. Oh, there you go. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think every single fact that I read about this creature had me going like, wow, in terms of Megatherium. Yeah. Um, I didn't realize that modern day sloths were a part of a group called Xenathra. Xenathra, yes. Which is also like armadillos, anteaters, making it seem like it ran with kind of an interesting crowd. Oh, armadillos back then were big too. They're like the size of cars. What? Yeah. Everything was just bigger. Yeah. Huh. The megafauna. 
that thing could turn its tail and slap somebody too. Yeah, well, like the one Didacurus is one that had like a, a big tail, like a club tail, like an Ankylosaurus. Oh, right. But it also had spikes. Ooh. <laughs> it was just like... Pretty <laughs> <laughs> much just beat anything up. Yeah. Dang. From what I've also read, Megatherium could possibly have had a very long tongue. Ooh, like a giraffe. Yes, which is interesting, <laughs> uh, which paired with its long claws allowed it to reach like higher branches than other herbivores and um, allowed things them to reach things that were out of others' reach. Yeah, exactly. Because like, like this was definitely the biggest herbivore of its time. There were some other ones, like there was the Toxodons, mm-hmm. which are like tapir or rhino-sized like cow things. Oh, are, wow. Um, but they're unrelated to like... Modern, they're they're hoofed mammals, but they're unrelated to modern hoofed mammals. They're from a lineage that went extinct. Oh. Uh, and there was like Macrachenia, which is this one called the Liptoterns, which is another unrelated group of uh, uh, it's the South American ungulates or hoofed animals that have since long died out. But they're kind of cool. They look like camels with tapir noses. Oh, that's kind of cute. <laughs> yeah, like kind of like dopey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> In a way. So, uh, but yeah, those were like camel sized or like rhino sized. This was elephant sized, wow. and not only that, like. Like, it walked on four legs, but it could rear up. And, and like, imagine this thing rearing up and then, like, also reaching its head up and then leeching its tongue out. It could probably reach, like, 25 feet up in the air. I mean, it'd be really impressive just to, like, even watch. Yeah. So, um, yeah, like the tongue of an anteater and the speed of a sloth. Yeah. I mean, it's it's interesting Well, to hopefully it wasn't least. a bit faster than a sloth because, like, like, when you're that big and you're as slow as love, it's just like, I mean, it has to be relative. Right? I mean, I mean, <laughs> I mean, even like if even if we're talking about like uh, proportionately, like relatively faster, I feel like it's got to be a little bit faster. Right? You would think so. Yeah. Otherwise, like it couldn't. Ha- I mean, how could it take things on? Plus, you said in the video you could see it like swing its hand. Oh yeah, it's just like it rears paw, up paw. and just boing. <laughs> yeah. So it sounds like it's quicker anyway. Yeah. Um, but I would say like the modern day sloth, I do have low energy level and slow movements. Imagine a sloth that's ten times the average tree sloth that, and you might come across in South America today. Like, I mean, like it's it's like more like a hundred, like oh in terms gosh. of weight at least. Like, oh god, it's yeah, huge, really. Yeah, huge. Uh, but yeah, uh, one thing that we mentioned here is like humans overlapped with it too. And what's more, uh, humans like okay, so humans like I said evolved two hundred thousand years ago. They only got to America about ten thousand years ago. Hmm. So that they, they they crossed when the sea levels were lower because of the Ice Age. They crossed the Bering Strait, which is the land between Alaska and Russia. Mm-hmm. And then by the time the Ice Age ended, it closed up. And so I don't know if humans would have seen Megatherium because they would have gotten there right when it was about to die off. Yeah, it sounds like it. But maybe it did. But like a thousand years to travel down from Alaska to South America. Yeah. I mean, it's possible mm-hmm. for sure. But, I mean, that's just estimates of We're nearing time. the thousandth anniversary of, well, not nearing. We're like 40 years away from it. Um, the Battle of Hastings, where William the Conqueror either won or lost. I don't remember. <laughs> a battle uh, that was either for or against the Normans. I only remember. But, but, uh, what I do remember is that it meant a lot of French languages, words came into the English language. As an English major, I studied this. Oh, wow. I did not. So the words like civic and civil and... Judi- judiciary or like other stuff oh. cities those were all french or- origin words that came into our originally germanic it was a crossing point between old english and middle english mm. anyways i just bring it up because that's that's what a thousand years of time does <laughs> wow yeah that's a really, lot really yeah so that you i mean from that type of language you really have to almost translate the oh type old of english. english is basically german you can't yeah. you can't understand so. it so 
There you go. <laughs> Unless you understand German, which even then you probably couldn't understand it. <laughs> uh, but you did more research on this than I did. It looks like some of your research, it says it uses claws to dig up roots and dig burrows. Uh, yes, I found that. And it like I guess they based it on some like tunnel markings that they found in Argentina. I mean, can you imagine the amount of like dirt that these sloths could throw up, even if they were trying to like get something tasty or yeah, like like a tuber or something? Yeah, just to create a space large enough for them to enter, like a, a cave or like a yeah. digging up a I don't know. Well, what you everything call was it. a cave creature. There was like cave bears, cave lions, cave oh, hyenas. Well, cave sloths. Cave sloths, cave, sloth, <laughs> cave men. <laughs> I thought it was cool though that their layers are called paleo burrows. Oh yeah, old burrows. Very fitting for the podcast. Yeah, so, old bites. <laughs> I, I honestly I thought that was like super interesting about these creatures that some of the burrows stretch hundreds or in one case two thousand feet. Uh, I like it when uh, I'm reminded how small my apartment is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, obviously, this one's a little bit different because this is a much bigger animal than... But I remember when I did an episode on Diectodon, which is a little gopher-like proto-mammal, like a stem mammal um, synapsid. And it's like, you know, the size of a gopher. But we found burrows of it that are more square feet than my apartment. And I'm like, why? You don't need that space. <laughs> Living I mean, luxuriously, aren't you? <laughs> lots of relatives, probably. Yeah, lots of know. relatives. <laughs> and also probably doesn't go up as high. Yeah, it's, that's part of it, too, I'm yeah. sure. But, yeah. Um, but, uh, they're six feet tall, up to five feet across, and within weeks of first exploring a paleo burrow, the geologist Heinrich Frank determined oh. that there was no natural geological explanation for the tunnels. Ooh. Um, at least that's what he came up with after exhausting all other options in a cave system in Brazil. So, and there are 1,500 of these structures in Brazil alone. That's so that's a lot of... That's pretty cool. That's a lot of creatures. These uh, megatherium <laughs> are getting busy digging those tunnels. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the other cool fact I found was that um, their fossils were found by Charles Darwin Ooh. in 1832. Nice. A yeah. bit late to the game because it was described in, in 1796, but I'm glad he had some. He <laughs> late found to some. the game, but he did it anyway. Yeah. Charles Darwin <laughs> like, you know, is one of the luckiest guys because he came up with this crazy theory about evolution and, like, like, based on, like, some things he had seen and, like, he didn't really have too much. I mean, like, he had some evidence, of course, but mm -hmm. he was like, this is what I think will happen. This is what I was described. And literally the next year, Archaeopteryx was found, which is a transitionary fossil if there ever was one. It's a dinosaur with the bird stuff. Like, it has the claws, the teeth, and the tailbone of a dinosaur, but the feathers and wishbone of a bird. Mm -hmm. And people are like, well, I guess this Darwin has got, got a point. <laughs> well, it's great when your, like, discoveries are proven while you're alive or you're appreciated when you're alive. Exactly. That doesn't seem to happen a lot. Oh, no. Like, I learned, I, uh, recently, like, I learned, like, uh, uh, Alfred Wigner, Wagner, who is the um, original, came up with the idea originally for, uh, for continental drift, mm -hmm. he came up with it in the in like the 1910s, and like he was considered it was considered terrible. Like it wasn't it wasn't considered anything. Like people were like ah foolish, <laughs> what is this nonsense? The continents move, <laughs> and then then he died in shame. And then 1950s, people were like ah actually he's right. <laughs> yep, that's usually how it goes. Yep, <laughs> like did some geomagnetic stuff. They found yeah okay Wigner. <laughs> did good you've yep. been dead for 30 years but you did good or you're like an artist and they're like ah you're okay and then they die and they're like famous that's what's gonna happen to me <laughs> 2022 or something 20, 20 like 2022 well, it, it, that's this year i'm sorry <laughs> 2222 2222 
people look at this, oh, it's this Megazonic book. I'm looking at all these podcasts. Oh, these are really good. And it gets really popular on the Hollow Nets or whatever. There you go. It's available and <laughs> that, it's downloaded across the galaxy, and I'm just rotting. <laughs> He's got, this guy had some really great insights. Well, why didn't we discover this guy earlier? And I'm like, hello, I was here the whole time. <laughs> Anyways, let's write Megatherium 1 out of 65 oh, okay. million. I, I mean. I'm going to give like a 64 million. Like, I think it only loses, I don't even know what it loses points for. Maybe just because I don't like sloths. It's kind of a little bit creepy. I mean, I thought it was pretty cool to begin with, but then the fact that you told me it like pretty much bitch slaps like I need to show other you. animals. Yeah, hold on. I need like. to show you this clip. Hold on. Okay. <laughs> like that just makes it so much cooler. Uh-huh. <laughs> Megatherium. Oh, I'm excited. Uh, walking with beasts. I'm like, I always listen to podcasts and they're like, they'll put up like a video of like this or that. And I'm like, yay, I'm that podcast person. Oh, here we go. I don't know if you can hear that one. Holy moly. It's going up to the cat. Oh my god. I think the cat is rethinking its whole life. Bitch slap. (laughs) Oh my gosh. And not only is it like a sloth, this is like a meaty sloth. Like, this is a thick sloth. Thick. Like, with two C's, thick. Oop, the rest of them are like, nope. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, just, I would I would say like 64.9. Uh, what does like, it lose points for? Just again, I don't know. What if it was hairless? Nobody's perfect. Yeah. If it was hairless. 50 million, maybe. Nah. Yeah. Okay. Slightly less, but... You know. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. All right. Well, that's it for this week. If you want to get a hold of the show and contact me for any of the questions to any of the co hosts, you can find me on social media at Matthew Don Creator on Facebook, at Matthew Don 64 on Twitter, and Matthew Don 64 on Instagram. Uh, oh, you can contact me at Matt D at MatthewDonCreator.com. I forgot to mention that was the actual email. I mean, I guess you can find it on the website, but you know, it's good to be as direct as possible. Yes. And also, speaking of which, I've been trying, I've been trying to more lately uh, plug uh, my co host stuff. So, where can they find you if you would like be willing to share? Well, Mostly I have, like, model stuff on the internet, so if you want to see a cute model, you can find me at Super Beetle Lover. Yeah. Just beetle like the car, not beetle like the animal. No, it is beetle like the both. It's not beetle like the the band. Oh. Well, you've proved me wrong again. Beetle, car, and beetle animal are spelled the same. Oh, well, blonde (laughs) moments are allowed, even when you're a brunette. (laughs) Even when you've got the darkest hair. (laughs) Like, your hair is, like, maybe one point of saturation away from being black. Yeah, well, (laughs) Beetle, like Matt says. Yeah, seriously, you get to see a hot model, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, don't send me creepy messages in please, my DMs, though. Please don't. Please, please don't. Models are human. <laughs> <laughs> They're humans with feelings. And I, I do show them to Matt, and we mock you. Yeah, exactly. We'll mock them on air. How about that? No. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> we'll write you negative 65 million. How about that? Yep. Anyways. <laughs> with uh, that, thanks for listening. Of course, of course. <laughs> uh, also, I have a... Oh, I guess I don't have a podcast called The Ritwit anymore. Oh, I know. Oh, well, if you want to listen to it, I mean, maybe hey, if it gets more, it's down- still worth listening. Yeah, like, if, if you want more, you want to give it more downloads and maybe reinvigorate my passion for it to start. You can find I have another podcast that's currently indefinitely stalled called The Rit Wit, where two twits talk about writing. Uh, go check it out. My co-host would really love that. Yes. <laughs> so, I also have a book series on Amazon Megazoic available for print and Kindle about dinosaurs and laser guns. Pew pew roar is the way I describe <laughs> it. <laughs> Anyways, all right. Well, that's it for this week. As I say at the end of every episode of Paleo Bites, uh, bitch slap. <laughs> <laughs>